You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Spring training is just a couple weeks away, and the Angels continue to sort of be an interesting team to watch. Talk to Richard Justice about all of the things going on with the Angels. I'm Allison Federer. Uh, Richard, let's throw something out there. Matt Wieters uh, appears to be available for anybody who wants him, and Boy, it's getting kind of late, so does he make sense for the Angels? You know, uh, there are some uh, signings that just look like the perfect marriage, and this is one. Now, you know, it, why is Matt Weider still a free agent? Obviously, it's price. It's not the play or anything else. The guy can play. He played 124 games last year. He was injured the year before, cut the two years before that, but he's only 30 years old. And he's got a. He comes from a history of winning. His career OPS is 7.39. And here's what the Angels got last year from their catching position: uh, 22nd in OPS, 27th in on-base percentage, 19th in batting average, 2.30. They did get 17 home runs. The the plan now, and this may be the plan going is to let young Carlos Perez. And he did. He started a bunch of games last year. He and Jet Bandy were the two catchers last year. He's going to share the position with Martin Maldonado. He's a good defensive catcher. And so when you put, I think the way Billy Epler looks at it, you put him behind the plate. You have uh, Danny Espinosa at second, Andrelton Simmons at short, and Mike Trout in center field. That's the guts of a really good defensive baseball team. And you have Cameron Maben in left field. So that may be what they want to do. You know, on the other hand, here's the other side of it. You got a division race that's basically four teams that are a coin flip apart. Maybe the Astros are a little bit in front of everybody else, but when you look at the other three—the Angels, the Mariners, and Rangers—I think all the projections are a game, a tie, or a game apiece. And if I'm look, if I'm reading the payroll uh, projections correctly, the Angels could sign Matt for let's say 10 million, 15 million. He made the qualifying offer number a year ago at 17.2. Uh, they could sign him for that and still be under uh, the luxury tax threshold. He hasn't been on their radar screen. Obviously, may not been on, have been on a few teams' radar screens, and I don't know that it's all the Scott Boris factor, but that he's still out there makes everybody go back and say, uh, wait a minute, where would he fit? And there's no contending team that he would fit better to me than the Angels, you know. And now we're talking about one year, one year and an option or something like that to get a chance to reprove himself. So, you know, every time we make one of these deals, uh, the media makes one of these deals that seems perfect, it never happens. But he would really cause everybody to take a second look at the Angels when they're, when you're when you're forecasting the American League West, I think. Yeah, I mean, every time we talk, you almost have me convinced that the Angels might actually be a force in this division, or I should say just, a, uh, you know, a team that's kind of hanging around like everybody else. Um, and they got some good news on Matt Shoemaker. So he uh, has been cleared to get back to the baseball stuff after a very scary incident last year. So uh, can we expect him to, to kind of be back to where he used to be? They're hoping, and you know, he was back at Wayne State University this week with his, uh, with uh, back at his alma mater doing some pitching clinics, and all of that. Anthony Bass was there with him, and they and they got together, <laughs> and he said Matt was out in the snow in gym shorts doing some drills. So he's either, uh, so he seems pretty, uh, he seems like to be in a pretty good place. He took a line drive off the, off the head last year, and it was fractured skull. It's one of those things that. You know when you saw it, if you if you could had the gut, if you had the stomach to watch it, um, 
you you don't even think about baseball. You just hope he can play again. And when the Angels look at their rotation in 2017, there's all these questions. But they begin with the fact that Garrett Richards and Matt Schumacher didn't pitch down the stretch last year. And if they're both healthy, and so far they've both cleared every test, they've both been cleared to do everything, um, that makes that team pretty interesting to watch. So, so far so good on, on Matt Schumacher. You have to, you know, we're going to have to go to go to spring training. There's many more mountains to climb, but they're in a good place right now. And Danny Espinosa, I mean, you know, he just he settled on a, a one-year deal to avoid arbitration. Um, you know, we hear a lot about players avoiding arbitration, not going to the hearing. Um, is there any significance to this? I mean, the Angels just acquired him um, to kind of get that done, and, and uh, this might be one of those situations where going to a hearing would be a little more detrimental than some, maybe some of the other ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to start your career with a team by having to go in. Some agencies, you know, may have players come into the hearing room and sit there thinking that maybe there will be less said uh, with the players sitting there. But you don't want to begin. It didn't end well for Danny in Washington. He thought he played very well at shortstop last year. He didn't hit a lot, but he's one of the really, really good defensive players. And so now Trey Turner will take over at short in Washington. So he was out, and he was not happy about it. He wanted to go back to a bench role. So you go to a new team. You get a fresh start. You're our guy. You're going to play second base. We're a good team. You're going to love playing with Andrelton Simmons and Mike Trout and those guys. And then to start it off with a contentious hearing, you know, maybe it all gets forgot- forgotten at some point, you know, as he, as Danny veers toward free agency. But it's good to get – those are the little things that get out of the way. And, th- you know, those are the things that I think a guy like Billy Epler, who dealt with all that stuff with the Yankees, I think he probably has seen it from a ground ground level, had a ground level view of it and understands, hey, let's just get this done. Let's get him into camp. Let's all make sure everybody knows we're pulling on the same end of the rope. You know, that's interesting. I want to talk about the arbitration hearing phenomenon a little bit um, because it seems like general managers differ from team to team as far as what their philosophies are. And just here in Houston, um, I, I just remember like Jerry Hunsaker during his years as GM, they, had, they went to arbitration, they went to a hearing one time. I think that was Daryl Kyle. And then and that was like 90s seven or whatever that was, uh, 96. Um, and then it didn't happen again the entire time that Hunsaker was GM. And then, and, and he left in 2004. So then you have Ed Wade comes on and he's like, I gave him this date. I gave him the number and that's it. And they can accept it or we're going to a hearing. And there was like no negotiation. It just seemed like such more of a hard line to take. And I thought, I can't imagine, like, I didn't understand that kind of philosophy, the attitude. They went to arbitration with Marco Loretta and I, I think like three other guys. Um, just in a couple of years, and um, it just seemed like it was more like a here's me and my ego presented more than it is like we want to work with you. What are, in your experience, I mean, how yeah. how different is it? And a veteran guy like Jerry, is te- you know he's telling the agent, hey, I'm working my owner hard. I'm trying to get this. We can make this work, work out. But I also think you you don't want to take that approach, the hard-line approach. You want to say, Hey, where's the middle ground here? You don't want to go in that room. I don't want to go in that room. And I'm I'm telling you, I've heard a hundred stories of players ten years later remember things that were said in the arbitration room. And you know, you know how it is. You and I are probably the same way as players. 
your your boss could say ten good things to you, but what you're going to remember is the one, oh yeah, but that 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 was said. So it's come along. You know, I, the right way to do it is to get it settled. Look, because the, the 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 arbitration is part of the process toward free agency, and all you're looking for is to get a fair number. And pretty much everybody, you know, major MLB trade rumors dot com sets the numbers that are almost going to be right on beforehand, based on history, based on based on uh, track record, and, and all of that. When I think of my my best story of arbitration is I think of the year Ricky Henderson went in. Ricky, how do you feel? I mean, you're kind of nervous going in there. And he goes, I'm really nervous. I'm either going to be rich or real rich. <laughs> that's pretty, that's I mean, the pretty attitude accurate, we should right? all have in arbitration. And and the cool and the really interesting thing about it is like you can negotiate until you step foot in that room, correct? So once you're in that room with the arbitrator, uh, then it's over. But you can be standing well, you outside know, you can the still door. Go, and, uh, you can still say, Mr. Arbitrator, can we have five minutes? But you, you don't want to go in the room. But for one thing, the arbitrator is not from your world, even though he's experienced. You know, and, and I know um, the Hendricks brothers came out of a hearing one time, and the team had tried to stick unearned runs on their pitcher. And the arbitrator, like, you know, you don't know what the arbitrator's thinking. And even you and I, we could sit down and have a discussion. Should you charge a pitcher with unearned runs? You know, because if – there's an error made with one out, that I mean with two outs, that still shouldn't relieve the pitcher from giving up nine straight hits. Exactly. So, At some point, the runs he did come earned again, right? Right. They, yeah, that's right. We ought to circle back. And, and uh, the team, and, you know, and when you explain it to an arbitrator, the, the other guy's going, hey, wait, wait, uh, sir, that's not the way that works. The bottom line is you got to get it fixed in in and I think in most cases, smart teams realize you don't you don't want to do it, and especially in the case Danny Espinosa is getting a new start with the Angels. Yeah, I mean, who would want to go into a room and and, t- and say bad things about a guy that they need? To, I mean, it's all, I mean, this is a an industry and a profession based on your physical contributions and your abilities to do this. Why would you want to go and kick a guy and then be like, okay, now go out there and hit 300 for me? Yeah, I, I don't un- I don't understand. And, and you, I remember Scott Boros tells his guys, hey, look. Uh, I represent in there, and out here, these are really good people, good coaches, good manager. You're all going to like that. But that's okay. I'll protect you. I take care of what happens in this room. But if you have the player in there and he hears it, uh, the player doesn't know that this is just part of the process. He's thinking, they don't like me that much. Right. Hey, well, and he's thinking, wow, I'm not. maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. I just can't I mean I know that they that's not really the mentality of a major league player but um yeah it just seems like anger is probably not the way to get off on the right foot (laughs) drawing a line in the sand I'll show you (laughs) (laughs) what do I know though I would love to be a fly on the wall just in one of those hearings at some point but I don't think that's going to happen so anyway okay Richard thank you it's always been it's always enlightening and it's always nice to talk to you and we will catch up with you soon thanks MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.